Hello, and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll highlight what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. We'll also check in with our community partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across our community. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Thanks, Brent. Happy to be here. My name is Jen Hensel, and I'm the Assistant Director at Launch Greensboro, where we accelerate growth for entrepreneurs starting and growing businesses in the Greensboro triad area by providing education, mentorship, and access to capital. We do this work through programs that involve local experts, built-in networking with other entrepreneurs, and highly qualified interns from our amazing local colleges and universities. A huge benefit of our accelerator program called Launch Lab Growth is called Post Program Expert Services. The purpose is to pair entrepreneurs who have completed the 14-week program, which culminates in a demo day, with area professionals to work on a big project that will positively impact the business's development over the coming months. These expert services cover common startup needs like marketing, branding, legal work on contracts or intellectual property, videography, and sales coaching. But we like to get creative as we get to know each of the entrepreneurs and their unique growth strategies. We've done things like finding someone to prototype a circuit breaker. We've helped build a 360 camera. We've um, built fencing for a dog park and bar, and we've even bought a freezer to expand frozen dessert storage. So today we'll hear from a few Launch Lab Growth alumni about their experience in the program and specifically how their expert services has changed the trajectory of their company. So let's bring on a few guests today. Um, we have with us Logan Harvey from Fan Park, Christina DeGraffenry from Multifaceted, and Megan Snoop from Jawworks. I'm so excited to have them here. Um, all three of these entrepreneurs came through our program during 2020 and um, have stayed very much in touch with us, and we're very excited about the progress they're making. Um, what we really want to share with our listeners is a little bit about each of your businesses. We want to know um, where and how and why your business started, and tell us a little bit about where it is today. So, Logan, can you start by introducing yourself? Absolutely. So, my name is Logan Harvey. I'm the creator and co-founder of Fan Park, which is a parking management, reservation, and payment platform designed specifically for special events. Um, but this was actually not where it started. It actually started in a college classroom uh, as a class project at Wake Forest. Um, and the idea was to come up with an issue, come up with a problem that you're seeing in your everyday life and you know, find a, find a potential solution for it. And my buddy kept coming to class late. And I said, okay, like, I, I think I can do this. I'm tired of saving your seat. You know, what can I do? And he's like, I can't find parking. So I go to my professor and I say, I got it. I'm gonna allow you to make reservations before you get to class. Like how great would that be? You're going all around campus. And you know that I'm going to be by building A, so I'm going to be able to reserve my parking by building A. Well, he looks at me and he goes, well, Logan, everybody thinks that's a good idea. Everybody's tried to do that in this program. Think of something different. So think of where your past has made an impact and how this can kind of uh, segue together. So where mine actually came from was being an athlete. I was an athlete at Wake Forest and an athlete all my life. 
And so special events came up, things like football games, uh, soccer games, music festivals, concerts, places that you're going once and may not necessarily not, you know, know what's going on around there. Um, and that's where Fan Park actually started. It was a VIP reservation platform that was designed to really push people into kind of this exclusivity and feel like a VIP and, you know, be able to reserve your space in advance. During Launch Lab, actually, it transformed into what it is now, which is a parking management platform. Um, still in that special event space, but we do everything from in advance reservations to payments right at the gate. We do data dashboards behind the scenes. We help in the marketing touch points. We want to try to be a full service management platform for places that may not necessarily have the most efficient parking or quite honestly, any sort of parking management in general. Perfect. Thanks for that and welcome. Um, Christina, introduce yourself and multifaceted to our listeners. Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Christina DeGraffenried. I am the owner and creator of a brand here launched in Greensboro by the name of Multifaceted. Um, Multifaceted was started in March of 2020, so right as the pandemic came along and changed all of our lives. Uh, but it actually kind of helped me out with um, starting a candle company. So I had plans to make candles originally in my business plan. Um, it actually wasn't supposed to launch until the end of 2020, but the pandemic came along and helped move that up a little bit. So since everybody was at home, I felt like, hey, why not move this product um, offer up um, and offer something for people to have in their homes just to make life just a little bit more bearable with the pandemic. Um, so multifaceted is centered around being eco-friendly. We offer non-toxic um, non candles with premium ingredients you don't have to worry about harmful chemicals we release into your airspace as they burn. We also make sure that we package everything in biodegradable packaging, as well as house our candles in um, vessels made out of recycled glass. So everything that we make is very thoughtful um, and just thinking about the end consumer as well as our planet. So that's multifaceted in a nutshell. Perfect, thank you. And then Megan with JawWorks. Thanks, Jen. Um, hi, my name is Megan Smoot. I'm with Jawworks Inc. I am a co-founder and executive director, along with my husband and um, another friend of ours. Um, so Jawworks all began um, back in 2003 when my husband and I honeymooned in Bluefields, Jamaica. Um, we saw a need there and also witnessed an incredible hospitality of the people that we were guests of for a week. And we came away from that experience um, with a vision. And that vision was to partner with the people of Bluefields in their sustainable community development that they were already doing back then and, and before. Um, so we got home and it took a while, but JawWorks blossomed out of that vision. Um, and as of 2016, we actually went through Launch Lab and they helped us get our nonprofit status um, to be able to do this work. And then going through Growth Lab last year, um, it was really incredible to be able to kind of set our vision for the next years to come. Um, and so how we end up partnering with the people of Bluefields is in four different ways. And these align with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, four of the 17 of those goals around clean water, quality education, healthy food, and equitable jobs. And so we chose those areas because those were important and are important to the Bluefields community. 
Um, and we're also able to leverage a lot of what the United Nations is already doing and putting forth as goals to work through our projects. Along with that, we also offer um, what we kind of started out with, with which was travel. And so um, in pre-pandemic, we were uh, hosting travel groups to the area and are planning to do so again once it's safe to do so. Um, but that's really about the experience that you have when you are able to become a part of a community um, that you normally wouldn't be a part of and be able to volunteer and give back um, to that community that you're visiting in. And so that's kind of the short answer about what who, who JawWorks is and what we're all about. That's great. Thank you, Megan. So all of you are connected, as I mentioned, having been through the Launch Lab Growth Accelerator program. So tell us why you joined um, the program. So how did you hear about it? What were your goals or needs going in? Um, you know, kind of what did you find most helpful about the program? So Logan. Uh, being a student at Wake Forest, I was, you know, familiar with the Winston-Salem community and at least kind of in small parts, the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Winston-Salem. Uh, but to be quite honest, I really hadn't, you know, been involved too much into the, you know, the triad and the greater kind of Greensboro area and, you know, all of the, the benefits of being associated with a community like that. Um, and it was actually at a uh, event at Winston Starts that um, I was a member of um, in which Luann Flanderstech saw me speak um, and said, I think you'd be a great fit for this program we have going on. Um, in that presentation that I had, I kind of talked about where Fan Park was, what we do, and kind of in its original form of this VIP reservation system. Um, she could obviously tell that I was, you know, kind of on the younger side and kind of still definitely had some things to learn and, and stuff like that. So, you know, a huge appreciation for, you know, just kind of quite honestly, what to me was a chance encounter, but very obviously calculated and tactical by Luann and the rest of the group there. So, you know, something that it was a, it was a great sort of, uh, interaction and I kind of looked into it and I said, well, you know, it's called growth. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. And that's exactly the goal that I'm trying to have. I've always had this idea of a growth mindset, but when it comes to actually making that conscious effort to grow, I think that's something that having, you know, the help, the benefit, the mentor, the expertise, you know, we were talking about expert services, but beyond just the experts that we deal with, you know, the expertise of those actually in the community, um, you know, at Launch Greensboro and the rest of the community in there, was something that, you know, it takes that conscious effort. It really kind of has to push you forward. And I needed that essentially the kick in the pants a little bit. Um, and so what that gave me the opportunity to do was not only do it myself, but then be part of a cohort where that was everybody else's goal. And so you kind of think of, you know, rising tide raises all ships once you're around those people and they're coming in each morning, or excuse me, each evening with, oh, look at what we did since we last met. Well, then you kind of feel like you need to up your game. And so being a part of that was just, you know, hugely, hugely valuable. Um, of really having that kind of specific tactical vision for that growth mindset and really push Fan Park forward. And then ultimately also, you know, you say it a lot, but the difference between working in your business and working on your business, um, working in it, you know, obviously a startup is, you know, almost a 24 seven job, but it is important to take a step back and actually work on the business. And I realized that there was a lot of stuff that I was overlooking um, and then really kind of being able to take out and allocate that time together with the cohort um, was, you know, immensely valuable to not just the growth of it, but actually the sustainability of the company to say that, okay, not only growing, but we're growing in a manner that can be attained and kind of, you know, 
resumed and kind of sustainable growth rather than just kind of this explosive growth where you see people that can't even, you know, manage their customer wells and excuse me, manage their customers well and things like that. So kind of this full circle kind of all involvement, it was just, you know, exactly what I needed at exactly the right time of this kind of push towards growth, but also kind of having a cohort group around me to really, you know, motivate me in that pursuit. Yeah, I love hearing you talk about kind of the strategy you were able to build during the program, um, kind of from the education and the expertise that was brought in and the interns that could do projects for you, but also that cohort networking is so essential. Um, I hear it all the time that the community that's built among the entrepreneurs in the program for those four months where we're deep diving together um, is is really vital. And sometimes it's kind of a lifeline for people to to, as you did kind of level up and stay motivated or for others to just like keep going one more day because they know they're not the only ones facing said issue. Um, so I love, I love hearing that from you. Christina, what was your experience with Launch Lab growth? Um, Launch, Launch Lab was amazing for me. Um, I did the summer program, sort of like the kickoff of really shaping your business and um, honing in on what you would like to do. Um, and then going into the growth um, accelerator program for me um, was very critical. So I'm a very creative person, which is where, where most of the, the brand multifaceted comes from. It's like a bunch of things that I had in my head. Um, so I went ahead and trademarked the name multifaceted thinking, you know, I don't know what it'll be, but eventually it's gonna be something great. So going through the growth uh, program really made me focus in on what I wanted the company to be. Um, so fine-tuning everything as far as what we were going to offer. Originally, I went in with like this grand plan of all these things. Um, and I'm proud that it has been narrowed down to just being a candle company now, um, making me focus a lot more. Um, start small was something I needed to hear multiple people say multiple times. Um, start small and not do too much at once um, was ideal for me. Um, of course, being with everyone in the program as well was extremely uh, beneficial and grateful. It was very humbling to be with like-minded people for me. Um, sometimes, you know, people go into entrepreneurship thinking it's going to be inst instant success, but it's, it's really, really a long journey. Um, and to be with people that are like-minded and understand that um, was very, very... Um, gratifying for me. I don't, I don't, I can't really sum it up any more perfectly than that. Um, just being with people that really want to help, um, working with experts, working with mentors, having a network of people that I probably wouldn't have access to on my own um, was very beneficial for me. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And Megan, um, tell us about your experience, you and your co-founders. Yeah. Yeah, we all, um, so I have, it's myself and two others that are co-founders, and then we have our partners in Bluefields, Jamaica. Um, so there's a lot of teammates to kind of, you know, figure out and how we work together. And that was one of the things um, that I was thinking about as the others were speaking was how much we really got out of this as a team. Um, put the business piece aside, but just having that time to sit down and work together Logan, like you said, on the business versus in the business and to figure out, not that we have it all figured out, 
but understand each other's personalities and whose strengths are what. We had never worked together before as a team um, on a business. And so ha having that time set aside to really um, understand who was good at what and who wasn't and have those conversations um, as we went through to help to start building the foundation for our business. We still work on that. I don't think anyone ever perfects that, but it uh, having gone through the launch and growth lab programs really helped us to narrow in on that for our team. Um, aside from that, um, we have a complicated story and coming into launch lab, um, we knew we, we weren't even incorporated yet. We had done this as kind of a project um, individually and didn't have a business. We just knew we wanted to do this as and become more serious as a business together and partner on it. Um, and so coming into it, we were we, we had a lot of ideas and we still do. Um, but, you know, we were able to narrow those down over time and be able to talk about our programs, um, our four different programs in relation to the UN sustainable goals. They, they've always matched up, but, you know, just finding that connection that we could help to make, to get it, to make it more real in people's minds. Um, so that part of the story, our travel experience part of the story and again you know we're still perfecting that there's kind of a lot to talk about when we talk about jaworks um but we've gotten better at it and that came from launch lab because jen you and luann made us talk about our mission every single time we met right like we we would kick off the meeting and i see other people nodding their heads right like we would kick off the meeting and i swear every meeting it changed for us at the beginning because we're like, oh, that didn't sound great. Let's try that again next time. But we would go away and talk about it. And so now we just have a better, um, well, really a better understanding of who we are and what we want to accomplish and how we want to accomplish it through JaWorks. Um, and so that's been just critical for us, for our growth, right? And when we think about our customers too, which is another element of our story. So we're a nonprofit. So we have beneficiaries and we also have donors and we also have travelers. And so taking the time to spend um, through the, the growth lab program and think about each one of those customers, um, what they need from us, what we can provide to them and how we do that in very different ways because they're very different customers um, has also been um, just very beneficial to us as we determine our path forward. Um, and so, you know, I would say, like, I think coming into it, I think we, we were able to break through some of the complexity around what we were trying to do to be able to tell that story a little better way to those customers on the other end of, of it. Um, and then also just kind of around, like, how do we fund this work and so nonprofit work is very new to me i kind of grew up in the corporate world but um how to go about finding funding and those sources and really what speaks to donors and then how to take that plan one of the things that we really learned from our our mentor through the growth lab program was around sustainable funding sources and we're all about sustainability but hadn't thought about that right so um that's one of the things we've walked away from Growth Lab 
um, with is this need and, and desire to find these funding sources to really help us co to continue to do this work, right? Because uh, coming into it, it was friends and family, kind of like any other startup. You know, you, you'd been on your mom for a donation or your neighbor that you might know. So this is this um, the growth lab piece and having that mentor really helped us to identify where those sources might come from. That's awesome. So one of the there's a couple trends I hear um, that tie all of your responses together, and a couple of those are efficient communication, right? Whether that came from the weekly value proposition that you had to shape, whether it came from your demo day pitch, whether it came from trying to um, work with interns or other vendors to explain what the big vision is and then um, the steps that are gonna take to get there, right? But the other thing I heard was the streamlined strategy and understanding the places where, um, finding the places where you had holes to fill that you might not have recognized um, when you were in kind of head down in your own work. Um, and so, Christina, I kind of wanna jump back to you and talk a little bit about expert services. Um, you know, I mentioned at the top of the program that Launch Lab Growth covers all of these different benefits, but the expert services to me is something really special because when we bring in local vendors to provide projects that we know are gonna help an entrepreneur grow, um, we do that by negotiating with these experts, by having them work directly um, with our entrepreneurs as though they were real clients because you guys are real clients. And that's a shift for many of you to move from um, kind of this DIY approach to your business to saying, I'm gonna stand in this, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner, I need um, you know X, Y, and Z done, and I need to learn how to manage vendors and work with, with people who don't understand um, you know, my business inside and out the way that I do. So um, Christina, tell us a little bit about the expert service project that you requested from us. You know, how did you decide what was more important or what was most important for your growth. Um, and then I'm kind of curious how it felt being matched with a local expert, right? That you didn't know, you didn't search out. Um, and then tell us a little bit about how the outcome affected you and multifaceted. Sure. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned previously, I am a very creative person. Um, my background is in fashion. So as you can imagine, pretty creative, right? So um, I do have knowledge of, of general business and, and how to get things done, build products, X, Y, and Z. Um, one of the holes that I identified, um, even before I started the program, I knew I would need this eventually, and I just kind of put it off, honestly, um, was legal services. So everything I was doing previously was definitely a DIY approach to legal services, which is very dangerous. I caution everyone, never do that. Um, so I would use Google to try and figure out how to do things, YouTube videos, you know, you know starting out, that's just the go-to thing. Um, so one thing I quickly identified, especially in the growth um, accelerator program, was that um, I needed some legal advice and to make sure that I had contracts um, and everything buttoned up legally so that I could have a, a business that was very well ran, um, airtight contracts especially going into launching wholesale, which I just launched um, this month and plan to start shipping in October. Um, so I need to make sure that I have things that are buttoned up and well done. 
Um, so one of the services that I quickly put down as an option for me was to um, have someone work with me as a small business owner with um, everything legal, pretty much. So it was something that, um, it sounds like something you could easily Google search like small business attorneys in your area, but that could be anybody, you know? So working with um, Luann and Jen to try and identify who that person could be um, was, was very valuable for me. Um, I could go to anybody and I, I don't know if I'm getting charged too much. Like you don't know what you don't know, right? Um, so I had the privilege of working with Ryan to um, go ahead and get some contracts identified um, and get those in place outside of just getting that contract. So I now have that contact, which to me is way more important just than just having a contract. So um, very, very excited about working with Ryan. Uh, we've worked together, probably not in quite a, a little bit, but just because of how 2021 is going for me with um, uh, supply demand is really interesting in 2021 for me, um, but it's now starting to straighten up a little bit. So Ryan, I'll have more for you coming up very soon. But yeah, it's been it's been great and I'm excited to continue to work with him as well. That's great to hear. And I'm super excited to actually have your expert service provider with us today. So I want to welcome to the show, Ryan Luft um, with Luft Tomlin. Um, Ryan, can you introduce yourself? And then we're going to have a little back and forth about your participation as one of our local expert vendors. Sure, thank you. And also I just Googled Christina Small Business Attorney Greensboro and I don't come up, so I need to work on that. Um, so my name is Ryan Luft. I'm a partner with Luft Tumlin. Our firm's a business law firm uh, here in Greensboro, and we see ourselves as external general counsel for our clients, whether they're small startups or bigger corporations. I had spent time at big law firms. I spent time in-house. Uh, it's cost prohibitive for small businesses to hire those big law firms, but also those law firms can't take the time to understand the entrepreneur experience. And I started my own firm six years ago, and I became the entrepreneur. So for some time, I worked out of what was then HQ Greensboro, and I worked in the um, small business community. For two years, I've been working remotely, just like many of my clients. And so I understand not only what they're going through, but I I'm going through some of those growing pains myself. And so I can provide the legal advice, but I can also learn from those small businesses too and how they're growing and how they're using new technology or new tools that maybe the bigger firms aren't using but as a small startup myself um, I can use and so I like when Megan talked about JawWorks unique story every one of my clients has a unique story and for startups it's quickly developing stories and even though no one wants their lawyer to be a part of their story um, I try to show that the legal parts can actually help growth and avoid heartache down the road. And so, as Christina pointed out, a lot of these things can be found on the internet, but if you go to LegalZoom or you go to some generic thing, you're really not going to be able to find somebody who's understanding your business, your community, and um, how to help you grow. You might just get something generic. And just because you're a small business, it doesn't mean that you're not a complicated business. You might still be complicated, you're just small. And so um, I'm glad that I'm in a position to be able to work with smaller companies while I'm also working with those big corporations and be part of the community. Yeah, no, I I, I love the, the connection that you have as an entrepreneur. And it's one of the things that we look for 
as we make these expert service pairings is, is most typically we are working with vendors who are also entrepreneurs for the very reason that they understand um, the, the unique issues the entrepreneurs and startups and small businesses face. Um, it's very different than corporate business law, right? And so whether it's Ryan with you or with um, almost any of our vendors really are local. They've started here, they're building their business here. They love Greensboro, they love supporting. And that's what, that's what I love is tying all this together, really kind of weaving together an entrepreneurial economy where entrepreneurs are supporting each other, they are working with each other, they're hiring each other, um, and they're referring each other. So, um, and the thing, Christina, I heard you say that I think is is really great and, and makes me feel like, like job well done is this introduction to a trusted source, right? So one of the things we think about when we talk about expert services is, yes, you could DIY it and face some real issues, or yes, you could Google someone and again, face some real issues. But um, talk to me a little bit about that relationship that you're able to build knowing that that referral came from Launch Greensboro and that um, we anticipate and participate in the relationship build and kind of the follow-up after the relationship to make sure that both parties are really protected and feel successful with that partnership. So Christina, do you want to tell us kind of the process of working with Ryan? I mean, contracts on their own might sound like a boring topic, but um, I know that as you two spent time together building out what this meant for your business and, and him being able to strategize with you on, okay, so this is a wholesale strategy. How are we how are we going about this? If you could just want to tell me a little bit about the relationship build. And before she does that, I just want to point out that contracts is a fascinating subject. So I don't know. Completely <laughs> fascinating. I knew as I said it, I was like, I'm gonna get called, but yes. <laughs> No, it's, it's fascinating, like you said. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very important. Um, so working with Ryan was pretty seamless. Um, we had several conversations about, um, number one, of course, my business and, and the goal of um, our relationship with uh, especially establishing a wholesale contract. Um, he asked me a lot of questions of things I never would have thought of. So of course, I mean, he's an expert, I am not. Um, so asking questions about things I never would have thought of, thought about like, um, you know, returns, will you allow your, 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 um, wholesale partner to return, the, return the goods that they don't sell, um, any sort of like warranties and things like just things, you know, for, at least for me, I don't think about. So, um, definitely, um, asking challenging questions to sort of force you to be a be better business owner and think things through holistically for sure. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a great, um, a great transaction, so to speak, um, and the start of something, um, a really good relationship for sure. That's great to hear. And Ryan, why don't you tell the listeners and maybe other expert vendors who may be out there, why in particular do you, do you, continue working with us as Launch Greensboro and with the entrepreneurs that we bring forward to you? Is there some mission or value that you that you connect with, with the work that you do with our entrepreneurs? You know, I like being plugged into the local community. I'm not from Greensboro originally. I've been here now 15 years, but it, you know, you're always maybe a little bit of an outsider and I like being plugged into the growth. Um, and so not being, I don't have an office downtown anymore, not being at HQ, not being, at the new uh, the new facility that is being set up for small businesses downtown, 
at least working with clients, I'm still staying connected. And, um, and again, you know, as a small business owner myself, I know if I was looking for this resource, um, you know, how would I find it? And I'm glad that people know, oh, well, that you can call Ryan or you can call whoever it is, right? If it's not law or even if it's a different kind of law um, that, that I don't do, I could always refer people out and I do that often. Um, and it's just part of the, the network that you form and whether it's just in Greensboro or if it's beyond Greensboro and in Winston or if it goes even beyond that, um, we're, we're forming our own network that I think in bigger cities like New York or LA or even Atlanta, you know, there might be some other infrastructure in place that, uh, you know, we still need to work on here and, and grow. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think that, like I said, kind of the entrepreneurial economy and, and connecting all of you together is something that I'm really passionate about. So I, I love hearing that reflected back. So we talked about Christine's expert services. I want to jump um, back with Logan and Megan to talk a little bit about theirs because each of each of the experiences and relationships um, and projects are all very different, very unique and specific to the business themselves. So Logan, tell us a little bit about um, your experience with Onyx Ocean Technologies as your expert provider. Uh, so first and foremost, Falan and her team have been like incredible bar none. I mean, pick your adjective. It has been one of the best experiences I've had in business in life in whatever, just across the board, incredible. Um, you know, I think y'all said it best earlier when you talked about kind of these lines of communication and how important that is. And that's something that Falan, you know, excelled at herself. And then when it came to, you know, me, it forced me to kind of level up, like we talked about of, you know, she had exactly how it was in place of how I'm going to say what I need, what, um, you know, actions need to have, how many revisions I have, everything was clear, cut and dry that, you know, me being, you know, a founder, but a non-technical founder, I was just going through and saying, okay, I follow these steps. She is the expert. She knows best. I will do that. And it streamlines that path to success. So, you know, my story with Falon started, you know, honestly, when Fan Park started um, while I was a student where I unfortunately had um, a, a less than stellar, um, you know, pick your negative adjective about kind of, uh, you know, unfortunately kind of who I worked with. And it was just something that it was a little bit messy, you know, and a lot of it fell on me, quite honestly. Um, I didn't have these great lines of communication. I wasn't, you know, transparent about what I needed now, what was a long-term goal, what was this long-term vision, um, and that level of understanding that very clearly, you know, Christina and Ryan had, I didn't have with my, you know, original um, development team. And, you know, try as they did, you know, there's some things that fall on me. And so I'm by no means trying to bash them or anything like that. It was just, it wasn't a great relationship. Um, and so actually came to the point that while I was in Launch Lab Growth, um, this is when kind of COVID actually started to take hold and we actually went from in-person to, you know, almost entirely virtual, I think totally virtual. Um, and that was really one of those defining moments where it said, okay, well, what is the future of Fan Park? If we're an event-based parking company and there are no events going on, well, we need to make a switch. And, you know, while this is taking place, so too is the kind of conversations with Jen and Luann about, you know, what do we need? What are the things that, you know, for these expert services, what, what will actually, you know, kind of take you to that next level? Um, and originally I had thought kind of HR leadership style, stuff like that. But I remember one night actually taking a step back and realizing, you know what, like I can do a lot myself. I, you know, can teach myself a lot. I can learn a lot. I can do a lot of these things myself, or at least, you know, get to that level. But the thing I have no knowledge on, I can't teach myself in time. And by no means will I be an expert in time is coding and development. And I need somebody to do that. 
ASAP. And so luckily kind of, I remember having a conversation with Jenna. I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know if this is like allowed, but can I switch what I wanted? And I was like, here's what I kind of need. Is this possible? You know, and they said, you know, let's see what we can do. Um, and then actually got in touch with Falan, had one meeting with her and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is perfect. And so not only did we do the one project that was what we kind of considered our phase one or like phase 0.5, we're now on to phase three and planning out for four five, six, seven. So it's been something that's, you know, completely transformed the company in, a, in an incredible way. You know, that level of understanding, you know, I think is what really sets kind of these relationships apart and knowing that I could be in kind of a trustworthy sort of thing where like that relationship is being established knowing full well that they are good people that you know Falan and her team are trusted are good are solid all these sorts of things and that it just makes sense for me to follow in and kind of relinquish some of that control to an expert and ultimately you know really really did you know wonders for fan park quite honestly yeah no i love hearing that because i think um so for our listeners Falan with onyx ocean technologies is actually an alumni of this program as well so again connecting back multiple entrepreneurs who have expertise in their area and connecting them with, with future customers is awesome. But Logan, I think one of the things that I find most interesting about the scenario that you experienced was, yes, you came to us and said, I think I kind of want leadership development stuff. I want to learn how to manage people. You know, I'm fresh out of college and I want to make sure that I can stand on my own two feet in whatever kind of management role I grow this company to be. And I was like, great, that sounds great. We can help you with that. We know people who do that. And then you came back and said, no, my app needs work. And that's the core function of my business. And that needs to be the focus. We're like, yes, absolutely. We can do that too. We'll put you in touch with Onyx Ocean. But the way the universe worked is I think because that relationship was so great and because Falan is who she is, but also is an entrepreneur who's herself. My belief is that she helped teach you some of those leadership and management tactics by you being the customer and experiencing really great customer service and also her opening the door to say, tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where, you know, what the roadmap really is or whatever those conversations were like for you too. Um, I think she helped establish your, your confidence level that that first vendor relationship might not have been bad necessarily because of you or that you've developed through working with her um, to be a, ben a better uh, manager of future vendors? Oh, unequivocally. I mean, I think what it really did, like you said, I, I beyond just kind of the more transcendental kind of stuff that went super high level and kind of strategy, you know, I even found myself kind of picking and choosing little pieces of like actual tactical decisions like see what she would make. So how she would write her emails and how she would kind of say, you know, here's what to expect. Here's what we'd agreed on here are the notes that we took. And she actually has notes of our conversations verbatim so that we can actually go back and say, you know, I think I said this, or I think I said that. I find myself doing that exact same thing when I'm talking with clients and customers, because it sets that kind of precedent of open communication of expectations of follow-up, what that roadmap is. And it really kind of, you know, negates that friction that I think a lot of, you know, either customers or people dealing with vendors kind of deal with of like, well, what is the next step? What do I have to do? What do you need of me? It's, oh no, just, you know, check Asana or check the email. Like she, she's laid it out for me. And so when I kind of do that to customers, you see that it's just a lot more fluid of a relationship of a, of a conversation and kind of those next steps that happen are, you know, a lot easier to follow up on and just kind of continue through. And it just, you find yourself at the end of the project saying, oh, well, it's done. Oh, okay. That was, you know, a lot easier than I anticipated rather than, you know, those kind of, 
you know, I hope this email finds you well two weeks later when things aren't actually going well or whatnot. So, you know, I can't speak highly more, any highly, any more highly of Onyx Ocean and Falan and, and, you know, the whole, you know, entire team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that, that you, she really showcased for you the process of what it, what the best case scenario looks like. Um, and, um, you know, I think, I want to turn to Megan and I want to I want to ask her a little bit about her expert services, but but one of the language shifts Logan that that I hear you use and we hear a lot of people use is in the beginning, we call people vendors. And over time, they become partners, because if you find the right vendor and you build the right relationship with people, they are partners in your business. They're not simply transactional support organizations. Right. But so so Megan, talk to us a little bit about you worked with Courtney. Um, tell us what she did for you, why you chose that type of project, and um, how it's going now. So Courtney McSwain of CM Story Storytelling, so shout out to Courtney. Um, we needed help, and I, I mentioned some of this, but we really needed help to simplify our story. And I also mentioned earlier about needing to find um, a sustainable funding source. And so that all of that kind of knowledge and work that we were doing through Growth Lab um, got us down to realize that we needed help with that. Um, we're so passionate, the three of us are so passionate about what we do. We can talk forever about what we do. We could spend this whole po podcast, right, talking about jaw words. But we needed somebody with that outside perspective kind of back to what christina was talking about somebody who could ask us those questions that we wouldn't have even thought about um of what language do we use what words should we use to describe what we do um what of what out of that new dictionary of words should we use to speak to donors and so our ask was for um, some content creation uh, and a launch plan around how to launch a new monthly recurring donor program. So to come up with a name for that, um, come up with the the marketing materials for that, letters, social media posts, graphics, everything to go along with it. And that's what um, Courtney really helped us with uh, was to think through again how how to position our story to meet that donor expectation and to tug at those heartstrings so that they feel comfortable to part with money in their wallet, right? To like put it towards and be a, become a part of what we're trying to do um, in this sustainable community development. Um, and so we really found value in that to even just talk through it. Now we haven't launched our program yet. That's coming later this year, so be on the lookout. Um, but it was it was invaluable to us to be able to think through that. And in fact, I didn't know that this would happen, but I was able to um, use what Courtney had created and kind of intersperse some of that throughout our annual report. We'll be doing that into our website so that we have kind of that similar message across all of our different channels that we're reaching out to to our potential customers. Yes, and I know that you were able to work with another one of our favorite local vendors, Hannah, with Hue and Tone right. Creative. So um, you got kind of a team to surround you and support you on that work. And like you said, you can implement that into multiple places within your brand so that you have really streamlined communication and that that's an asset that you have as you build out this new revenue line. Very cool. All right, well, let's wrap up. I want to get um, a couple quick tips from the three of you incredible entrepreneurs. 
Um, so Megan, hit us with what is your biggest advice for entrepreneurs starting out? Um, my biggest advice is just get to it. Um, you know, just jump in and all of the things that we've talked about here today have come from years of work, right? But you have to start somewhere. And I think taking that first step, um, seek out launch Greensboro, right? Like get an idea of what it is that you want to do and let them help you to craft that plan. That would be my advice. Perfect. All right. Christina, tell us, what do you love about living and building a business in Greensboro? I know this is deep in your heart and soul. So tell it, tell it. Um, I love living in Greensboro. I've been here um, since college, so I'm not going to age myself, but in college. Um, so yeah, back when I first came to Greensboro, I wasn't sure if I wanted to live here. I had every intention of leaving Greensboro, honestly, after I graduated. Um, but the universe saw otherwise, and I've been here um, for quite a while, 15 years to be exact. And it has been a great experience for me. Um, I've grown as a person. Um, I've had so many people that I've met, so many great partnerships. Uh, friendships, everything that you can name that has been good from the city. Um, and then building a business here in recent years has been um, where I'm supposed to be. I, I think multifaceted headquarters will always be in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, watching the city change has been phenomenal. So the investors that have invested in downtown, as well as in Midtown, where I currently reside, has been amazing to watch. Um, seeing the initiatives that um, city leaders have about making sure that we keep millennials here, making sure that after people graduate uh, from UNCG, A&T, you know, we can rattle off all the college names. But once they graduate, they stay in Greensboro um, has been a phenomenal thing to watch as someone who actually did that without any intention. Um, so if I can help be a part of that, um, then I'm in the right place. So Greensboro has been good to me and I hope to make other people see how awesome Greensboro is as well. Great. We love Greensboro. Awesome. All right, Logan, from your perspective, what trends are you watching these days? Uh, you know, being a tech company, but still kind of focused in kind of a human centric sort of thing of kind of this experience. I think the two big ones are going to see how utilizing emerging technologies and kind of traditional technologies in some sectors um, are playing well and kind of um, creating their influence in, you know, various other sectors. So for example, a friend of mine runs a drone company and he's working on computer vision for his drones. Well, computer vision, not necessarily for flying drones, but could work for us when it comes to, you know, license plate recognition and things like that. So you're already seeing these kind of technologies, you know, play well together in systems where you wouldn't think they normally would. And so being able to kind of identify those trends that are coming out of these technologies that are, you know, maybe different than parking or not traditionally parking, how can those actually make their way into what we do? Um, and then beyond that, just kind of company as a whole, I think we're really kind of looking at this new age of, I don't wanna say post COVID, but how much COVID has created a catalyst for companies, um, you know, and events and spaces like that to really transform their operations, their things, and kind of move into this digital age where, you know, Fan Park being an app-based platform, 
is located. And so this, you know, placing the onus on customer experience and fan experience, whether that's, you know, how people actually interact with apps, how much they rank them, rate them, Yelp reviews, kind of this consumer, you know, uh, criticism, if you will, and then ultimately how we can provide a better in-person experience. So really taking into account kind of who's doing well, who's not doing well, what can we do to make kind of the, the positive things people say about like Chick-fil-A and their systems? What can we make them say about us or the things about, you know, Twitter runs super fast. What can we do to make those comments, you know, stick for Fan Park as well? That's awesome. I love that vision and that tying in what you're watching in the world to how you're going to build your business. So fantastic. And then finally, from our bonus entrepreneur, Ryan, do you have any call to action to other local experts? Well, uh, one of the things that Christina pointed out is we have so many universities in the area and graduates are staying, but there are also professors and other uh, people at the universities that have advice to give and would be great mentors. And so I would encourage not only those, but of course, other uh, business owners and professionals, lawyers, accountants, um, you know, artistic people who can give advice and mentorship to these small businesses. There's, there's a lot of value in that beyond what we're earning as income, but there's value knowing that you're supporting the community and helping to build it up. And so I'd encourage others to do the same. That's great, Ryan. Well, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate you as um, one of those supporters of our organization and of the entrepreneurial economy here. We want to thank um, all of our guests today, but also the other expert service providers that weren't on the podcast with us. There are lots of you out there in Greensboro. Shout out to you. Thank you for supporting um, the work that all of these startups are doing. Um, I just want to review real quick that, as Ryan mentioned, we are always taking applications for mentors. So get in touch with us at greensboro.org mentorship. Fill out our form. We'll get in touch with you, get to know you, see what um, you might have to offer. We love expanding our bench. And as Megan called out, um, entrepreneurs out there, people out there, just get started. Do the business, make it happen. And, and as Christina pointed out, um, make your business headquarters here in Greensboro. So I say that to say we are taking applications for Launch Camp this fall, which is a two day boot camp that's focused um, on the Lean Canvas methodology and really defining the customer problem and solution. And we are also taking applications for our spring 2022 growth program. So if you are interested in Becoming like Logan, Christina, Megan, or Ryan, then join us for Lunch Lab Growth. You can find that at Launch Greensboro app. Um, follow us on social media. We're at Launch Greensboro on Instagram and LinkedIn, at Launch GSO on Twitter, and at Greensboro Entrepreneur on Facebook. Thanks, everyone. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, Truliant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit truliant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Make sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.